Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week we cover business topics to help you grow your full-time business or your side hustle. We'll also bring you interviews from a variety of people winning in their space to share valuable business insights and life lessons. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host John Malecki runs a full-time furniture company and his content site, JohnMalecki.com. We've been growing our successful businesses online, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 45. And today we're joined by one of my good friends, Jen Woodhouse. She's an amazing DIY blogger, and she's actually one of the big influences on getting me going in content creation. We talk with Jen about blogging, photography, styling, going the extra mile with your clients, and her new business venture with Anna White, which is aimed to help other content creators. She's a contributing writer for HGTV.com and has been featured in El Decor, House Beautiful, Bob Vila, Popular Mechanics, Pop Sugar Home, Good Housekeeping, Country Living, Apartment Therapy, and Better Homes and Gardens. She has an unbelievable resume and an even more impressive blog at JenWoodHouse.com. We're super pumped to bring her and her expertise to the show. Absolutely. And before we get going, we want to thank some new folks who joined the patron squad over there uh, over at patreon.com forward slash made for profit. We have Nick Key. Shout out to Nick Key. Nick is actually the editor of the podcast. So thank you very much, Nick. We pay him to be a patron. Uh, <laughs> and Chris at Colorado Custom Coach Works. Thank you guys so much for joining the patron squad. If you want to be part of that and have access to the after show, uh, go ahead over there. And without further ado, here's our episode with Jen Woodhouse. Hey guys, we are here with one of my good friends and uh, we are have a pleasure to have her on because we've been trying to get her on the show for a while and we finally got our schedules worked out. But Jen Woodhouse, welcome to Made for Profit. How are you doing? Hey guys, I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And so one of the things that uh, I'll hit out of the gate is that that Jen, so Jen is a blogger we talked about at the beginning. She'll tell her story here in just a, a minute here. But Jen is a part of a small group of bloggers, mostly uh, women bloggers, that took me under their wings as I was a young, young blogger and showed me the ways of the blogging world. And so <laughs> I am forever grateful, Jen, uh, for you and all the other uh, gals and like one or two guys uh, that, that helped <laughs> me out there. So it is it has been awesome getting to know you, uh, becoming good friends over the past. What has it been? Three years now? Yeah, at least. Yeah, three years, because it's right after I started the blog in 2015. So awesome. So welcome to the show. Why don't you uh, why don't you hit folks up? Because probably not a lot of folks are are uh, straddling the bridge into the blog side. Why don't you tell us tell us about jenwoodhouse.com and your whole business and kind of give the folks a little intro into what you do and what your site's about. Yeah. Um, well, uh, let me see. Start at the beginning, I guess. I picked up my first power tool and built something uh, when I was pregnant with my first child. <clears throat> She's seven now. So <clears throat> then I just start. I actually started blogging as a business in July of 2014. So going on my fourth year now um, and just it, it started with me wanting to put up my projects, uh, like, look at this thing I made. <laughs> you can do it, too. <laughs> and um, and I I uh, it, I was really surprised about how easy it was to do. So I thought, well, if I can do it, a lot of other people can do it as well. So um, I started writing plans and I, I write my plans like a recipe. So if you can follow a recipe, you can build a table. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so, um, yeah, because I think just taking the intimidation out of out of building and doing something new and handling power tools and all that stuff um, and, and presenting it in a way that's accessible and easy to understand um, kind of just helps people uh, get started. And so. Right. Yeah. So when, when you when you got started doing that, did you uh, who is who is the feedback you were getting that from? Like, was it. Was it so you were you were pregnant at the time? Were you uh, working full time or was that because I know was that during your music career? Yeah, because well, you have a you had you were you have a fledging music career as well. Right. I, I was a, I was a musician in my past life. Yeah. Um, no, I you know, I was newly married and we were 
we were married for about three years and then, and then that's when we got pregnant after the third year there. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know my nesting instinct, like pregnant women get this nesting instinct where they kind of like (laughs) want to organize all the things and get baby's room ready and all that stuff. Well, my nesting instinct kind of kicked into overdrive and I started building things. And so like I'm waddling up and down the aisles of Home Depot, seven months pregnant, you know, dragging a lumber cart behind me. And um, yeah, and I I thought, well, you know, if I can do this and uh, then so can you. (laughs) That's awesome, though. I mean, I bet that resonated with a lot of people, too, because, you know, like you're like, hey, if I can do this at seven months pregnant, then you can do this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> without the extra weight uh, in front of your belly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, I finished my first big project. Like I was building up like a printmaker's cabinet for my husband. And um, I finished, I, la- I like the last piece went on the day I went into labor. Oh, wow. oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I went insane. to Home Depot that morning to get the, like the back panel, tack that on. And then had, you know, had Liam that night. That's awesome. So, so how did that transition work as far as going from uh, just posting about it and talking about it to figuring out, wow, this is a business? Yeah, it was an, well, I attended my first blogging conference. That was in July, 2014. And that kind of was just a game changer. That's when I started to see that it was an industry, you know, and then like, it was basically these brands that were just lined up wanting to work with me. And I was like, what? You wait, you want to pay me to do these things? Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that was the realization that this is a whole industry. And I kind of just ran with it. That's all. And was that the Haven Conference? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. And that was, I, I've talked about that a lot on the show. And uh, and actually, so I was only one year behind you. I didn't, I thought you were a little bit further uh, ahead than that. Yeah. But, uh, I was, it was the same thing I've talked about in the show too. Like I, I went there and I was like, Whoa, like, Holy, you know, that's like, they don't have all the classes on mm-hmm. the affiliate marketing and the newsletters and, you know, how to work with sponsors and all those things. And it's just a, it's, it's eye opening. So it's cool, cool to hear that you're going to have you know, the same awakening. I think a lot of people go in and do that. And a lot of our listeners, uh, either went to, or and you, you were at workbench conference mm-hmm. as well. So you got to meet a lot of these folks as well. And, and I think a lot of people's eyes were open there as well. So that's really cool to hear how that's incorporated into the story. So, um, so, so, okay. So then you, you have, so the website and you were doing mainly blog, right? So this is just like no YouTube, no, you know, you're probably Pinterest, but probably not a lot of Instagram or or whatever. How did that, you know, how did you flow through as you started the blog and then got your feet wet and figured out where else you wanted to go? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, gosh, social media is so competitive now, like everybody has to be everywhere all the time. And I think just feeling the pressure of that. So yes, you know, someone said really something really interesting at WorkbenchCon actually, um, where they said, you know, you don't have to have a blog to do what we do. And, you know, the whole room's like, what? (laughs) But really what what she had meant, I think, um, is that as long as you have an audience, wherever that medium is, if it's an Instagram or if it's in YouTube or if it's on the blog or whatever, if you have that audience, then that's valuable. Um, and so, and, and you have that platform to share your content, you know, it doesn't have to be a blog. Although, you know, I, I use the blog as my central hub. That's where all of my plans are. That's where my projects are. That's like the main hub, but you know, Instagram, YouTube, all the other things, um, kind of radiate from that, you know, mothership. Yeah. We talk about, um, the book tribes a lot by Seth Godin. It's kind of the same concept. You know, when you have a following, um, they're going to go to where your, your stuff's most available. Um, you know, and, and Brad and I emphasize Instagram, but I mean, your blog is, is incredible. Um, and then I think you supplement it like extremely well with the rest of the stuff. So it's, Super impressive to see um, how wide you you actually are, because I mean it is a full time job keeping up with a blog, which I don't think a lot of people understand. Is like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, interacting on social media and creating new content, and then uh, when you have a blog that's as uh, in depth as yours, I mean, you've got so much information on here. It's it's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, how did you uh, 
How did you decide to start getting like, because, because I think you're like kind of hybrid, right? Between style and the building stuff. Like a lot of, uh, there's, there's a difference, right? Between a style blogger and then mm, like a, yeah. someone who builds her plans and you're kind of doing both, which is, which is unbelievable. I mean, your photography is on point, but yeah, yes. why don't you touch a little, I mean, tell us a little bit about how you, um, I mean, how you balance those, because I think they're, they're almost two different mediums and what, and then you make them into like this nice cohesive, uh, cohesive business for yourself. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, I, I love all the aspects of it from the design. Um, and then the, then the actual building is so much fun and like the problem solving. I really love that. But then when the project's over, I really want to make it look pretty. So I just try to, you know, do, you know, like, uh, hold myself to a standard of excellence in all things. So, you know, just the full picture, the whole product, um, from start to finish. So when yeah, you, it, I was going to go say, ahead, so when, when you're um, designing something, do you already see how it's going to be like placed? Cause I know with like what Brad and I do, <laughs> it is a scramble to get photography done at the end of a build because you know, our, I guess we like think of it secondhand. Um, is mm -hmm. that something you plan beforehand? Sometimes. And sometimes not like I do have shot sheets, you know, I'll make out a shot sheet of um, the entire build. Like I need this angle. I need this shot just so I, can make sure I'm not missing any steps in the tutorial part of it. And then the styling part um, is kind of the fun part where, well, how, you know, I may have an idea as to how I want it styled or, you know, what room or angle I want to um, do it from a photography standpoint, but it's a lot of trial and error, error, error. <laughs> can't <laughs> say that. So where it's like, you know, I go and I'm, I'm shopping for a bunch of stuff and I'm like, you know, styling props and things. And I'm trying this. No, that doesn't look great. Let me try this. Let me try this. Okay. I need something green and alive here. I need something, you know, and it's just a kind of uh, figure it out as you go along. Yeah. yeah there mean, are a I lot th of times that I'll shoot things a couple of times before I get it right. It's super and I think impressive. that's one thing. It is super impressive. And I think that's what, so two things. One, you, you mentioned your shot sheet, Jen, mm -hmm. and, and, and yeah, so we gave you uh, the shout out because uh, uh, I shared that, I think, on one of our photography things about just like how I think the one thing that that uh, see, uh, your photography is just amazing. You guys need to go go check out Jen's website, uh, JenWoodhouse.com. Her photography is amazing. Uh, she uses really great equipment uh, and has done it, but you've grown with it. But I think that I, you know, and even just knowing you and then just even hearing you now, I think the difference is, is that um you make it like it is a priority and like, like to hear you say, like sometimes I shoot it and then I reshoot like, you know, John and I will like shoot it. And then we're like, ah, okay, like let, let's make lemonade. Like <laughs> if, that didn't, if that didn't look good, we're just like figuring it out in Photoshop. Like we're not going back to shoot it. But I know from, from watching you and seeing you like that, you, I remember you, uh, you changed out a chandelier just for the photo shoot. Like you didn't even wire it up. You like had it hang, you like yeah. changed it out. <laughs> so it would be a different scene. I was like, I mean, that is like, like you, you do whatever it takes. And I, a, a quick <laughs> funny story because, and so I knew this. So this was, I don't even know how long ago, Jen, it was a while ago. I did a, um, I made a mirror and it was like this blank wall right outside our room. There's a mm -hmm. mirror. And I was I like, oh, that. I'm going to style this. Yeah. And so I went and we got a bench. So I got this like upholstered bench and I was like, oh yeah, this is going to look super sweet. There's going to be an upholstered bench under this mirror. Right. And so I sent it to Jen and I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this? And she's like, she was so sweet. She was like, um, like it, it probably neat. Like it was literally just a bench. It was like just a straight up bench sitting under a mirror. <laughs> she was like, maybe she was like maybe you should, something on there. Yeah. I, I may have had like one thing. She was like, I, I think I did. I think I had a pillow and she was like, what it was I'll, I'll never I, I don't use it but I always remember you said you like make it tell a story like what's the story about like what just happened yeah. and so she's like you know do you have like you know you, you want to have it three so do you have two more pillows so it can be three pillows do you have a throw and it was funny because she'd tell me each of these things I'd run around the house grab it <laughs> and like send her a text back like five minutes later what about this oh yeah that's better no no do you have a plant I'm like no we, we kill plants in this house <laughs> no plants so it was and she just like, like through the series of like, you know, 50 texts and, and eight pictures of me sending to her, she like helped me where it, like it looked like this really staged thing. And I think that's just like a skill that you have, Jen, that is really awesome that, that I think, uh, you know, John and myself do not have and being able to see that <laughs> and, 
and you, but you dedicate it. And I think that's where the difference is, Jen. And, and that is, so is that something that you're just kind of innately or has it grown over the years of, of being able to see the scene and being so meticulous about the photography? Like, is that a natural skill or did you build that? Because John and I would love to build that skill. Oh yes, both. Um, you know, I mean, I've always been very good at attention to detail, but, um, but it's definitely something, a skill that you have, you know, made better by looking at other people, other professionals kind of picking apart, well, what makes this a good photograph? Um, you know, and taking classes, I, um, you know, part of the Haven conference, they, they'll have classes on photography and styling. And so, you know, you sit in on that and, and it's, it's really interesting to hear how other people, um, and what their process is, um, and, you know, and, and kind of how you can make it work for you. Um, you know, like, even if it's, it's not like there's a formula, but there are certain things. Like when I was helping you, it's like, well, do you have something alive, like a plant or green, something green, you know? I mean, cause it just, it literally adds life to the picture, you know? So mm-hmm. just, you know, little things like that, but yeah, it's both a, a thing that just as an artist, um, being able to understand composition and that sort of thing, but then it's also a skill that you grow. Are, are there, cause we're just coming off the photography, uh, episodes there. Are there any, like, what, what are your, do you have any top little pointers on the photography thing that'll help? Because me and John just butchered it. I mean, we, we tried our best, but we, <laughs> we, we muddled our way through, try to help people out. Do you have any, like, uh, you know, adding something living, do you have any other little just quick tips that, uh, if somebody's asking you for help that you try to add them on that you could share with the audience? Yeah. Always use a tripod. I mean, for what we shoot for thing, you know, since we're shooting inanimate objects or, or rooms or, or pieces of furniture, um, use your tripod all the time, <laughs> use natural light, um, turn off your flash. Don't, don't use flash photography. Um, <clears throat> think about composition, the rule of thirds where, uh, things are off center on, in the frame. Um, I don't know, just, uh, keep trying it until it, until it looks right. And I don't know, I feel like it's a feeling too. Cause like, I'll look at a picture and, and I'll look, okay, well, is it, does it feel balanced? Is there too much? Like, what is my focus? Um, you know, what am I, you know, like I said, what, like you said before, it was like, you tell, you tell a story. So if I'm shooting like a dining table, um, how am I going to stage that dining table, um, to, to evoke a feeling, you know, in, in the viewer where it's like, um, well, maybe we had a dinner party and like somebody's got, you know, every bit it's after the dinner party. And so like napkins are kind of strewn around and, you know, things are half eaten or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is that helpful? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is. And I, <laughs> I remember another, I feel like I have all these little funny stories from you, but, uh, uh, I think another word you had like apples on the place settings and then like your kid, yes. uh, I think it was Liam went around, like took a bite out of every single apple <laughs> yes. on the table. Total a-holes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Yes. But yeah, no, I love that. I love that idea. Uh, and, and yes, again, I just highly recommend you guys just to go check Jen's photos. Uh, just even looking at how she does it will help make you, uh, better at, at getting stage photography. So, um, yeah, thank you for sharing some of those tips. And miraculously enough, uh, we hit several of those. And it's probably just because you told them to me and I regurgitated them. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're getting pretty good at Photoshop over there, I know. I know yeah, exactly. That's how I, I win. I just uh, make up for it with digitally making it look better. Uh, <laughs> so, so, okay, go ahead, John. Well, I was going to say, so I, I am like enthralled with your your staging. Um so, I mean, it, well, because it's, it's truly a skill set. It's something that I struggle with. I know it's something that a lot of furniture makers struggle with because we see things um, as they are in the shop and it's like very hard to create a scene that's unnatural. So, I mean, how often are you creating like a, an actual set for a piece? Like, um, cause I, cause when I talk to some people, you'll literally see like the background and it'll be like a bare wall that they created, you know, under a window seal in order to take the shot only. And then the rest of the room is complete and utter chaos. Um, trying to get a shot. How often is that the case compared to like actually something you're using in your life? Oh yeah. Always. I mean, are you talking about <laughs> right outside the frame is a hot mess? Well, I'm, <laughs> I mean, cause that's well, my life. 
Well, I, I know a lot of us that are selling furniture, for instance, like we don't really get the opportunity to take a final shot until we're in the client's home. And sometimes um, the client may not want their home in the photography you're selling or, um, you know, it's too uh, there's not enough uh, width in the room to get a good shot or lighting. It's the evening and there's a bunch of variables and, and it's difficult to, um, you know, to bring all of your equipment. If you're a professional yeah. photographer, for instance, into a client's home while you're doing a delivery installation. So I'm just curious on like, um, it, it like kind of how to how how do you approach um, a build that you don't have a dedicated spot in your house for, um, for somebody that may not be doing, um, you know, a, more of the styling, but that could use some of the styling, um, aspects for their own benefit. Someone like me, for instance, cause like, I don't have, my house is, doesn't look good in, right now because it needs remodeled. But with that, um, the lighting's not the best. It's very shaded. And like my shop is also very dark. Um, so setting up like a false environment kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of times you don't need all that stuff. I mean, it's nice to have, but like if you bring your piece out, um, you know, on the front lawn or whatever, and it's just Mm -hmm. in a completely grassy field or something, you know, that could be enough to showcase your piece. Um, uh, You know, a lot of my projects, my early projects that I didn't, you know, do as much, you know, might, might be like out in the driveway and I take that shot and, and they're some of the most popular builds and the, the builds that people replicate. Um, so, you know, it's the whole styling thing is nice to have, but it's, it's not, it's not necessary. I mean, as long as you have a good clear photo, um, you know, featuring your item, then you're good to go. Yeah. And that's, but I think I've also seen, it's just like, but you use what you have too, right? So if, if you mm-hmm. build a new dining table, um, you'll take your dining table that you use and move it out of the room and put that new one in right. there, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think people overlook that. Like, I think as a builder, you don't think about, like, I don't ever think about, oh, well, I'm going to grab my dining room table, move it out, and put this one I just built in there for a customer in and shoot it in my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think people just don't, they don't think about that. Um, but that's the thing, like, you know, talking about earlier, how you're changing, Shanda, like, you know, you're just on on point about saying, like, I'll do whatever it takes to get the, the, a good shot, whether that's moving light fixtures. So it, it almost looks like a whole new room, right? Because right. your room has a certain lighting and everything. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to totally change that, that around. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, yeah, there are times when, you know, I'll, I'll even paint a wall like, okay, I need a, but then like you only see the paint. Hardcore. Wow. You are insane. I love it. Like, I love everything <laughs> about it. You're like, right I, I repainted the entire outside of my house once for a cedar planter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you got to kill it. No, it's a, uh, yeah, but see, like, right outside the frame is, you know, the old paint or whatever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, that, that, I mean, I think there's, I just think there's, there's so much value in what you're saying because it is, I, I think it's, it's so much of an afterthought. For most, uh, for most people that, you know, whether they're content creators or, per- I mean, because even like even full time content creators, I think, have that problem, you know, finding that great thumbnail, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I said, myself and John in- included, like I would never think about painting a wall. Like I just <laughs> I, I, I just wouldn't. And I guess that's I guess that's also just a I testament insane. to, I know. to, to how insane like, you are. No. <laughs> no, but to how far you go. And, right. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Adam's a good guy. So, you know, I'm sure he he puts up with it uh, <laughs> but as choice. much as you put up with him. Right. Yeah. I think there's a trade off there. <laughs> <laughs> so. So. OK. So now you, you've kind of you've gone and you've gotten this into the blogging uh, and, you know, you're you're crushing it and working with sponsors and doing great things. Um, you know, that's another thing that I think as as I first started getting to know you that I noticed as I was like, wow, like I felt like you were working with a ton of varied sponsors and it just in the like really great sponsors. Like, you know, how did you did you get the knack for that? Or like, do you just have a natural knack for talking with clients and landing the deals or like what did you you know, what helps you land a good a good sponsor? Because you're you're really great and you've worked with, you know, amazing sponsors uh, out there. So what, what's helped you do that and kind of get success there? Yeah, um, absolutely. I, um, yeah, part of it is I have a knack for creating businesses for my hobbies. (laughs) Um, I've been working with brands for almost 20 years, actually, like as a musician, um, in my past life, um, like I play the guitar and piano and I made my living writing songs and, 
and performing those songs and, you know, all over the world. And I signed endorsement deals with Yamaha pianos and ovation guitars. And <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was thinking about this when I was, uh, when you guys contacted me about this, I was like, yeah, as far as brands go, it's been almost 20 years that I've been working with them. And I think, um, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, you have to do the legwork, you know, you make, first of all, it's all about relationships, right? Um, first and foremost, that's, it's behind that brand as a person, um, just trying to do their job. And so like, if you make their job as easy as you can possibly make it and you do the legwork, then they're, they'd love to work with you. You know, you make their, their life easier. Um, you build relationships, you be personable, you put in the work, you hold yourself to a standard of excellence. Um, conduct yourself with integrity and you provide real value to them. And you, you know, um, you know, your value and don't be afraid of asking for what you're worth because in business, um, in business, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. So everything is negotiable. Wow. I love that quote. I'm putting that on a t-shirt. I hope you don't mind. I'll give you some, <laughs> I'll give you some. <laughs> you can negotiate royalties later. Uh, That's right. <laughs> I love that. And, and that uh, I think is a, a recurring theme and one that really resonates with our audience, Jen, is um, is doing the legwork. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe we just found an episode title, doing the leg, because like, I think, you know, from your photography to the the sponsors, so like, you know, what are the, what are some of the things that have helped you succeed? Like what it you know, as, as a content creator, what's the extra mile for you? What is the, the thing that helps make, because I think a lot of people are, are new to this game, uh, especially, uh, you know, folks coming straight out of WorkbenchCon, they've had a chance to meet some of these sponsors. Um, you know, what does that mean? What does doing the legwork mean? And what kind of things help a sponsor make their life easier? Well, um, understand that it's a partnership. So when you're working together, you want to work towards the same goal, um, and so listen to the brand and, and figure out a way to achieve that goal um, without compromising your authenticity to your audience. Um, you know, I personally do that by like by partnering with think, but brands that make sense or organically align with my own brand. You know, I mean, I, I'm not hawking like kitty litter or condoms or <laughs> whatever. I mean, that's not that's not what the House of Wood is about. Contrary right. to what that name might suggest, <laughs> but wait, wait, Joe Woodhouse. I mean, what better name for yeah. <laughs> you know a builder, Jen Woodhouse? I mean, that yeah. I thought yeah. Yeah, when I first saw that, I was like, I thought that was like a pseudo name. Yeah, I, thought, like, I oh. definitely thought it was a stage name. That's amazing. No, nope, that's my maiden name. Yeah, I was born to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jen Woodhouse. Yeah, so so keeping keeping consistent and authentic with your your brand. Uh, and then, you know, what about like the little things? Are there little things that you, uh, do for a sponsor? Like when you, so you'll, you know, obviously when, whenever we sign a deal, it is for X of this, X mm-hmm. of that, a video, a blog, a social, um, you know, are there things that you add on that are like nice to haves or things that, uh, again, make their life easier that you found over the years, you know, people really appreciate as a sponsor? Yeah. Um, so going the extra mile, you know, like really just putting out a good product. But, um, beyond that, um, I, I think, uh, I can think of one instance where the brand was super impressed by, um, something that I provided to them that I guess people weren't providing. So in the army, um, my husband's in the army and, um, so I'm an army wife and, in the army, they have what's called an AAR, which is an after action report. So it's this report that is um, what should happen, what did happen, uh, what worked, what didn't, you know, how can we repeat success, you know, et cetera. So um, after a campaign, I would provide these after action reports. And, um, and the brand was like, holy crap, we've never had any of this done before. So that is amazing. And, you know, just to, to kind of quantify that value and quantify, uh, you know, why they're working with you, because these are the results that I provide. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's an, that's an amazing tip. I feel like, um, you know, I, I suggest things like this all the time with client work. Um, you know, whether it's a, uh, you gift a cutting board, if you do a large project for somebody or, follow up with, you know, a discount on dining chairs or something that you may be 
able to uh, uh, you know give to the um, give to the client. I think that that is uh, I think what that goes back to is what you touched on earlier with relationship building um, and realizing the fact that working with brands, you are working with people like um, mm-hmm. and and basically they were probably stoked because you probably did like solid four days worth of work for them. <laughs> like You know, instead of them going in and digging around for data and statistics on how things are performing and having to go back and track links and all that, if you put that together for them, um, mm-hmm. some you, you just made someone else's life easier. Um, so, I mean, that's an incredible point on a way to add value to any relationship is that follow up. Um, Brad talked about it in, in one of our episodes. You know, you can you can win huge with just following up. Um, right. So, I mean, that's a great that's a great little tip there. I'm going to have to start doing something like that, I think, because it's I, I was I was I talked back and forth with my brand, uh, the brands that I work with. And I know Brad does a, a yearly like report, um, you know, but even something as far as monthly or quarterly could go could go huge for you. And I think those are the little things that differentiate yourself as well, you know. Uh, so, so even if you're not doing content, you know, keep that in mind when you're working with anybody, um, for our listeners, you know, the following up is, is a huge value add in any type of relationship building. And you can't beat that. Um, you can't beat that. It's some quote unquote value add, uh, when you're doing any type of business. Yeah. And I think too, like, as far as what we do as content creators, um, what makes us so valuable to our brands is not just the access to our audience, the organic audience that um, we're giving them, but it's, you know, they're coming to us for the project, the the styling, photography, writing, video, editing, promoting. I mean, we wear all the hats. So that's incredibly valuable um, because it, we're like a one-stop shop, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is. And I think that uh, a lot of people, you know, have, false impressions of that too because so jen you and i both work with home depot Mm -hmm. and john now we all three work with home depot and uh you know home depot does not need our reach home depot does not need our audience (laughs) uh like we are not helping out home depot by them reaching you know even combined all of us you know whatever Mm -hmm. a couple hundred thousand people whatever like that they don't need that because they are known throughout the united states they're the freaking home depot exactly they're, they're home depot but what they don't have are people who can create that content on site or people who have your knack and your eye for style, Jen, and who can do that. Uh, and, and so I think that is a, a thing that as a lot of content creators don't understand is that. So even if you have a small audience, mm-hmm. if you have if you perform very well and you do these things and you can do the styling and you can do, uh, you know, and you provide extra value after the fact that your value is not necessarily wrapped around your audience, even though we talk about that a lot. I think that's kind of an interesting point to, to flesh out as you hit that topic is that your value is also in the skill that you can provide and the unique mm-hmm. proposition that you can provide. And that's also why people say, you know, find your niche and find your voice. And, and how are you different than what's out there? Because you've, if you have a unique slant on things, then you can outweigh your audience. And that, that, that's a, a really great point you bring up Jen about you know what is that unique piece that you bring to them and and the fact that you know you're giving them all that content creation mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter about your audience you know you're almost right. like you're you're a production house that in in itself is work um but it you know and and also i think brands are beginning to understand numbers versus engagement and loyalty and and you know actual um actionable things so even though you may have a small audience um if that audience is engaged and they're actionable, then that's way more valuable than if you had a million followers who do nothing, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's a, why don't we hit on that for a minute? Because I think that's a, a pretty interesting topic too. How do you, how do you show that? Like, how do you quantify? Uh, because as we all, as we all start talking about working with sponsors, uh, you know, I think there's the typical thing would be like, oh, well, how many views did you get on that video? And I think that's where a lot of people would go with it. Mm-hmm. But on the other end, there are, you know, click throughs for, you know, tracking links and, and all those different things. Like how how do you show value to a sponsor? Is it I mean, I'm sure it's a combination of a lot of different things. But, um, you know, what do you do to show the engagement and loyalty of your audience? Oh, that's a heavy question. So, um yeah, I mean, you that's could the start- way we ask them here, Jen. <laughs> we ask the deep, heavy questions that made for profit. So heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could look at the numbers and the analytics. I mean, that's a great place to start. Um, but it's also, uh, I don't know, the way that I kind of quantify it is like, how many people have built 
you know, the bed that I made or, or, you know, how many people have, have, have those pieces in their homes and they followed my directions, you know? Um, cause I, I think that to me is a lot more tangible, um, value, uh, where I am adding value to their lives. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's tough. Like you can look at the numbers, you can, you can put all the tracking links that you want in there. Uh, you know, cause some of the brands will do that itself, you know, and then that's also part of my report, um, that I give to them as well. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely hard to quantify, but I think too, um, the good brands, you know, like Home Depot, they understand that they're in it for the long game. Like they know that this is something, um, huge and valuable and they're not looking at it like, you know, months down the road. I mean, this is like, they're looking at the, at the, the big picture, you know? Right. And this is long-term because when they first started working with me, like, no, you know, I had very little audience. And it's like, I was like, why would, why would they want to work with me? I mean, you know, maybe my mom reads my blog, but, <laughs> but, you know, they saw the potential and they saw the, the, um, the growth and, so yeah, that's why it's it's a partnership because we kind of are growing together and we're figuring things out and and we're um trying to work towards a, a unified goal. Yeah, I think it's uh I think the way Home Depot has been working with content creators is is extremely interesting based on that they have a ton of emphasis on the blog. Like they are much more invested in the website and uh you know beautiful photography. Um, when so many of us, like my Brad and self included, get caught up in uh, video content and Instagram and like the numbers, like you said, I mean, um, I, I think uh, where a lot of where a lot of us get like weighed down is um, in that, you know, putting out more content more often, you know, just get it done and, and, and hammer out uh, the process instead of taking a step back, creating something that's extremely detail oriented, a, a big value add for the brand. Um, like, like I'm looking at, I've been perusing your blog as we, as we're chatting here and like your photographs, every single one is, um, is, is extremely detailed. Like every part of it is, has directive and direction. Um, and Brad's blog is very similar, but for a lot of people like myself, you know, we're ripping screenshots from a video because the video is mm -hmm. the emphasis. And, um, I think when it comes to working with a brand, it for sure stands out the effort that you put into uh, all these details that are going into the photographs and the write up and all of that stuff. Um, so I think it's like, I think it's a good, I mean, uh, uh, I think it's a good to uh, emphasize taking a step back and realizing that just because everyone in, in their mother is jumping on YouTube right now, doesn't mean you have to be there. I mean, there are still a, a ton of um, very high quality brands. And I think there's a ton of traction and still, uh, like traditional blogging, like, like mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of people are like, Oh, everyone's moving to video. Well, I think it's a supplement, you know, it, it's not, uh, as much, um, you know, like has to be your main staple. It can be, but I mean, looking at your blog, it's, it's just, it's just so incredible. Like I'm brand new to the blogging world, like literally months, <laughs> five <laughs> months and eight days, I would say, Brad, what is it? May 8th? <laughs> like, and, 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 uh, and I'm learning as we go and I'm looking at yours and I'm like, I understand how much work goes into it. Um, so it's, it's quite obvious why brands would want to work with you because it's incredible. But I think it's, for a lot of people that want to get into content creation, I mean, you don't have to be producing a video because a lot of people are super uncomfortable in front of the camera. Um, and you can still crush it with great photography, well-written blog, you know, emphasizing, um, whatever your brand message is on a website and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and you can get it done at a very, very high level and still, um, and still do some really good stuff. Like I know you just got into video, right? Like yeah. you're, you're pretty new to it, right? Very new. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely feeling the pressure and, um, and, and video 2018 was my thing. Like, okay, 2018 is going to be my year for video. And so I am, um, <laughs> kind of exploring that medium, but not because I naturally want to go and do that, but because I am feeling the pressure. Yeah. And I know that that was an interesting thing. So as, as I kind of got into that group, I talked about of, of the bloggers and you guys educated me. And then I, I, cause I had started on Instagram and I mm -hmm. had ties to a lot of the YouTube community. So, and I went into YouTube, yeah, whereas you guys were still it. doing the blog. And I remember it, I was, I kept saying like, you guys have got to come to video. You guys have gotten, y'all yeah. were like, yeah, oh, we're, we're doing well over here on blog, but, well, but it is because you do great. Right. I mean, that's, 
so you you've done five years now of all, and this is your full time. So you were making a full time living basically off just your blog because you're not basically. I mean, I'm sure video is an added piece that you right. might give to a sponsor. Yeah. But everything you've built to this point has been on your blog, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want to make that very very clear because we have such a large YouTube, you know, kind of audience and mm-hmm. slant to the show, right? That you've you've built that on your blog. Yeah. I- I don't know. I think the thing that stops me from doing more video is just the time. You know, I mean, time is so valuable and non-refundable. So, um, yeah, because the same level of detail and and this, the same standard I want to bring to video while doing in video it takes a lot more time with all the editing and all that. You know, I remember um, uh, I was doing like a two, maybe a one and a half minute video. And it took me an entire day from like, from the, you know, storyboarding and then the script writing and then the memorizing and blocking and rehearsing and then recording and editing. Like it was a huge, and it was two, you know, a minute and a half of video. I was like, Oh my (laughs) God, I can't. (laughs) Well, I guess because I'm not, I don't know. I'm not comfortable with putting out a video that's you know, maybe very raw and like, hey, here's my selfie stick and I'm doing this thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I feel like struggle that's, I have. I mean, that's something you struggle with, too, Brad, is that you're because Brad was blogging first. I'm uh, his his first couple of videos were just so many details and we would talk about it. And he's like, dude, I cut out hours of footage and I'm still mm-hmm. in a 30 minute video. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I don't even know how to get this down. Um, I think I think one thing um, a lot of us are seeing in the video space is using it as that supplement, you know, like driving back to the to the blog and the website. And Brad and I emphasize this a lot is that if you're going to use video, it has to be supplemental because YouTube could YouTube could pull the cord and drop all of us. And I mean, we'd be screwed, right, if we were banking on it. Um, so with that, you know, you could definitely use video anybody out there to supplement um, a blog or uh, emphasize your expertise in, in somewhere else. Um, I dig, I dig the meshing of the blogger community and the YouTube community. Cause we're starting to see uh, each other a lot more at events and stuff. And I think it's great. I was, I was chatting with, um, a couple other bloggers when we were up in New York together and like, uh, and she was telling me about how much time goes into the, the photography editing. And I was blown away with, uh, the amount of effort, uh, like a real blogger puts into their, their their photo editing mm-hmm. um, when it comes to color correction and, you know, I guess image. Don't you yeah. do that for video as well, though? And yeah, well, <laughs> some people do or some people don't. The thing with video, I feel <laughs> like, is that you can um, you can mimic a lot of aspects of of a build. For instance, if you're cutting something, you only need one shot of it and you could take 12 shots and just use the best angle. Um, and you don't have to edit the one photo angle that you took. Um, because that st- step is gone, you know? So yeah. like, like if you put something together, you got to make sure the shot you're taking for the blog is good in that moment. It's going together because once it's together, you can't, you yeah. know, take that shot again. I'm um, in video, you know, if it's like a cut or something that's repetitive, you can, you could do that a lot and cut down a lot of time. And, and Brad and I work on this when we, when we do some, you know, work calls is, uh, how can you eliminate, you know, parts of videos that are redundant Well, you make, you know, shoot new angles and you move around the camera, but you don't, it's one cut. If you're like, Hey, I'm, you know, I go over my miter sign, I set up a stop. It's boom, boom, boom. And then mm-hmm. the next scene. Um, but you, you are right where there is so much emphasis on the quality of the videos too, that, um, you know, you've got some of us like myself who are more raw and run and gun, but I look at my stuff and I'm like, I am not even close to being up to snuff with these pros. Like I look at Brad's stuff and I was like, God, it's so good. And then Brad <laughs> looks at mine and he goes, Oh, that B roll is incredible. So like, uh, <laughs> I, I think, I think we all, uh, I think we all know we could be better in, in certain aspects, but I, I don't think it should be a deterrent. I mean, I'm looking at your photographs and I'm like, wow, I don't even know how I'm, how I'm functioning without having uh, images up to this quality. Like I, I'm, in love with it right now, like your photographs <laughs> right now. I mean, it's incredible how, how well done every single one is. Um, and I think that, I mean, that, that it's, a, it's, it's amazing. Um, in every single part of a, any type of project that I'm pulling up here. Um, so if you guys haven't checked out Jen's website, just go to jenwoodhouse.com and, and you'll see like incredible attention to detail. And I think what's amazing is, uh, your, your plans, like you make this, 
so consumed. I mean, if I looked at this photo, I would think it was on one of the major retailers' websites. And then you make this plan as I go through it, just so easily consumable. Like when did uh when did you realize that the plan aspect of your uh, business was going to be something that could be a massive supplement to it? Oh yeah. So, um, well, I, you know, these like sewing bloggers and these crafting bloggers, they charge for their sewing patterns. Right. And I'm like going, why are we all not charging for the plans that we put out? I mean, it takes a lot of time to, to create these plans, um, you know, and then build the thing. I mean, our, our projects are so much bigger and more time consuming than let's say like, you know, making a, I don't know, Quilt. sewing. A, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm horrible at sewing. So that is very yeah. difficult for me, but. That makes but, three of Hashtag us. macrame. Yeah. <laughs> we like to talk about macrame. So, yeah. I can sew a straight, like I actually had to Google how to sew a straight line. <laughs> I, I have to Google macrame right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I was putting all this time into to creating these plans and, um, and which is great. And I love to be able to offer that um, to my readers and audience and to get them building and making things. Um, but a lot of times, too, I was finding, well, I can't be quite as detailed here or whatever, because I don't have the time and and um, and I can't devote, um, you know, because it's not really a sustainable business model to give everything away for free. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But uh yeah, so it kind of started tossing around the idea. Well, I think Brad, you're one of the first people that were were you know encouraging me or was encouraging me to start selling my plans. You and um, Jameson from Rogue Engineer, um, he yep. was selling his plans, and I was going like, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm selling my plans for like twenty bucks." I'm like, "Really?" And and, and so I started to to um, kind of toss that idea around, and then. I, at that point, I'd been selling a few of my plans for about a year. And it's just a handful, like maybe, I don't know, five or six plans. Not like the majority of my plans are still free on my website. But the ones that really took a lot of time, like dresser plans, you know, something that was very detailed and um, uh, I charged for. And so I was very surprised by the, the response. I discovered that people will pay for quality and convenience. So if you're providing value to them, people will pay for it. And so, and, and I, and rightfully so, I mean, uh, you know, those efforts are valuable. So, um, yeah, so I'd love to talk about Spruced, my new yeah, venture. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we because <laughs> we've been talking about this for a while, but I'm yeah. sure one of the big impacts on you as most bloggers and, and builders starting out, uh, was your friend and now business partner, Anna White. Oh right? yeah. And, and 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 she you know and she's which is interesting because her her um so if you guys don't know Anna White she's kind of the the godmother of all DIY furniture making um she's been doing it for what ten years yeah, now something yeah. like that yeah amazing and she has more plans on her site than mm-hmm, all of us combined yeah. um, <laughs> first project I ever also, made by the way first exactly. project I ever made was an I Anna think White that's project. a lot the case for a lot of people I mean it she is. was the I hear the that story pioneer. so many times pioneer of the whole DIY furniture movement. And, you know, same for me, like the first thing I ever built was an Anna White plan and, and yeah, she's awesome and and amazing. And she does all hers for free. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, that's been an interesting thing, but I think, uh, and, and, uh, Gary V recently has been talking about land grab. She kind of did the land grab. She was first on the scene and Mm -hmm. she was putting out all the plans. And every time I think I have a new idea for a project and I like (laughs) Google it to see what's out there, I'm like, it's on Anna's site. She's already already done it. Yeah. Uh, so then I got to figure out it. how to make it different. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, so she's been doing that and she has tons and tons of plans on her site. But now uh, so so walk us through that, because you, so Spruced is uh, is this business venture with you and Anna. Tell, mm-hmm. tell us about that. Tell us how that came to fruition and what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. So at this point, uh, we start, first started tossing around the idea about late 2016. And at that point, I'd been selling a few of my plans for about a year and was making a passive income on that. Um, and then so I you know, sent a screenshot to Anna. And this was right about the time where she was launching Pine and Main, which is a directory for furniture makers. So let's say you want to find a furniture or, or you, you have a piece of furniture that you want made. So it's a directory for your local makers. Um, and then you can get in contact with them through her website, um, pineandmain.org. Um 
but uh and then and have them make the piece or whatever for uh, whatever you want so um so she was launching that and then um so i was talking to her about spruced and i sent her a screenshot of my you know my what is it like i was selling on gumroad yeah gumroad dash yeah the sales and she was so impressed she's like wow so people are paying for it and they're not having a problem with that and i'm like no i mean they love it they they in fact i get requests like hey can you draw me a plan for this i want you know i saw this in pottery bar and i want you know try to make it but i don't know how to make a plan so um yeah so then spruce was born and it's this online marketplace for premium project plans so i mean we just wanted to provide a platform for makers to earn a passive income um because a lot of you know a lot of the makers may not have um, a social media presence or may not have a blog or whatever. They're just, they're furniture makers. And so their income is kind of dependent on how fast they can churn out pieces, right? Like, you know, they're, they're, they're selling their, their furniture pieces and, and that's the main income. So if we add to that selling the plans, which is kind of a one and done thing, like once the plan is written, then you're selling it repeatedly, then that's a great way to earn the passive income. So we, we created Spruce to, um, provide that kind of platform for them. Yeah, I think, and this is brand new. So, I mean, this is only maybe yes. what the second week. Yeah, May first. Uh, I think you guys launched it last week, right? Mm-hmm. So, and we'll have a link down below in the description. And I'm glad you mentioned Pine and and Maine because uh, we should have talked about that in the show long, long ago. Uh, and, and honestly, just because I, you know, because I don't do products and commissions, um, I think that could be a great resource for some of our audience. So, we'll have oh, a link yeah. down below as well as a link down below to. To Spruce, but basically, uh, you know, Spruce is a. And what I like about the idea is that it is, uh, it's a place where, where a user can go, a customer can go, and know that kind of these are all plans from makers who, and you guys are also going through a, a bit of a vetting process too, right? So like we all individually have our plans in different areas, and like mine are on a Gum Road site, and you know. You could just randomly find the things, but you don't know necessarily the person behind it or, or who these people are. I like the idea of having that group mentality of this is a group of makers. Um, you know, you and Anna, and I'm sure as it grows, will be other people will be approving people. So it's not just like any Tom, Dick, or Harry can post right. on there. Like these are plans of like this is a legitimate plan. So you know, Tried when you're true. buying something, yeah, yeah that these are people who have a background uh, doing this, and it's not just a one-off thing. So I really love that idea about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're if you're going to pay for a plan, it better be good, you know, <laughs> and, they, and we got to set them up for success. So we are um, manually approving vendors um, and they have to be premium, you know, project plans because you're going to put a price on it. And and that's the thing, too. I think that a lot of um, maybe Anna's um, following because they're so used to getting free plans. They're like, oh, no, does this mean that you're not going to offer free plans? No, that's not it at all. It's um, this is to supplement what we're already doing because she, you know, has said like, well, I can't dedicate a whole bunch of time to make this intricate and complicated plan um, and and offer that for free. So then the plan just doesn't happen. So in this way, now, you know, now that can happen, which I think her tiny house, her um, those plans are available on the site. And, you know, that wouldn't have been possible uh, you know, if she was offering that for free. Yeah. That, right. Oh, I mean, that's, that's a massive plan. <laughs> Unreal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that thing yeah. is absurd. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And that's uh, I think that's a really cool thing that you can, you know, like you can add that level of detail because mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of people do as well is that they say like, Oh, well free plan, because there's still room. Like I still do free, I, pl- I still do free plans. Like mm-hmm. I just, uh, the, but mine are like you said, so I'll typically do for a free plan. I'll do something easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, uh, the fold down drying rack, um, I, I made that a free plan because I was mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, that's fairly easy to make and fairly easy for me to put together. Mm-hmm. And then you use that as a lead magnet. So I'll say, sign up for my email list and then you can get that for free. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a different way to monetize it. That's just higher up in the sales funnel. You're getting a lower barrier to entry because you'll get more people to sign up. And then hopefully those people will buy plans down the road. But if you're going to invest the extra time, you should get paid. And we've talked about that. I'm a huge proponent of, of selling your plans and uh, there's there's a ton of value in it. Well, I mean, especially if you're putting out a plan for like a dresser, for instance, and, you know, that takes a lot of time and there's an incredible amount of detail. And um, <clears throat> so, yeah, the, uh, the whole 
idea behind Spruce. It's not just a place um, for makers to earn a passive income, but f- for builders to come and know that they're going to be set up for success because they are following, um, you know, a, a proven plan. Yeah, yeah. it. it I, ahead, John. I was gonna say I, I love it. I was super excited when I saw you post because I'm I'm new to plans. So like uh, just getting started this year, like, you know, like Brad and I made um, conscious effort and he was like, dude, you got to get on board. So I started and I, I have six plans available, five, five paid and one free. And when I saw it, I was like, this is perfect for someone like myself, because if I can get through the vetting process, you know, that's that's yeah. um, cross promotion for me. Um, and I'd be more than willing to pay whatever fee. Um, to, you know, to Spruce just because now it's a centralized place where plans of all mm-hmm. kinds can live. Um, right. It's a great idea. I mean, you guys, uh, and I'm super stoked to see two people who are so good at managing their own plans and their own content. Uh, they're the ones heading it. And it's not like someone outside our space that saw opportunity. It's like, no, you guys are in it. This is your yeah. lives too. And you're passionate about it. So cool. So I'm, I'm pumped for it. And thank yeah. you guys. And I think way. that adds value. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're excited to, to provide that. But um, I think it adds value too, because, you know, like you said, Anne and I, we've been doing it for a long time. She's got a huge audience. Um, and so the vendors that will post on, on uh, Spruced can access that audience, you know. So Beautiful. we're hoping we're hoping that's the case. I mean, it's we just started May 1st, so <laughs> we're just getting started. We're on day eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, that's, day eight. so it's, I think it's awesome. And so, and, and it's, um, it's, and we'll have the link down below, but it's, it's S Spruce market. Or sorry. S P R U C comma or not. What a Spruce not market, Spruce market.com. So Sierra, Papa, Romeo, uniform, Charlie Delta. Ah, that's what yeah, it so is. There's no E there's no E in the Spruce. No it's e, a, yeah. Uh, Although if, what am I looking for? Apostrophe. Yeah. yeah. Apostrophe. C apostrophe D. I'm like, I'm like semicolon, comma. I, 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 I don't do good. I know. Let's see here. It's S-P-R- pinky finger. S P R U C D market.com. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No E in the spruce. So anyway, but we'll, we will have a link down below. So anybody who is, who is doing plan sales and interested in doing that, I would highly recommend. Um, you guys even also have uh, a service where, if you've not done plans, mm-hmm. you can oh, yeah. uh, put it together and make your own plan, right? Yeah. Right there on the site. So um, there is a plan creator on the site. Um, if you, you know, for makers who either don't know how or don't have time to make plans, actually for a limited time, Anna and I will be creating plans for you guys, uh, you know, to, so that you can start selling on Spruce as soon as possible. Because there are a lot of great designs out there, but maybe makers just don't have the actual plan or whatever. So we want to be able to, um, you know, like I said, provide that passive income for them and then or they can they can use the plan creator and it kind of it spits out a, a plan if you fill in all the blanks yeah. so cool i love yeah, that i might I, I might have to use to that, that. Yeah. yeah i mean you could customize it you could put your logo on it and all that stuff so it's you know it's your plan yeah uh, wow yeah awesome yeah so it's gonna be cool to watch to watch that grow super excited for you guys yeah, on thanks. that um you know so like as as you as you do this and you start rolling this all together, where where do you see uh, you know where do you see that go into your whole portfolio and kind of the, the future? You know, as as we start wrapping up, where where are you where are you going? Where do you see Jen Woodhouse going and and uh, your brand and what's next on the horizon? Oh, good God! Don't ask me that. You know, I don't even know. <laughs> you know, I don't. Oh gosh, you know, it'd be nice to. You know, my pie in the sky would be like you know, let me build an empire. Let me do a it's yes. Joanna Gaines empire where I yes. have all the things, you know, <laughs> and all the products. Yeah. That, that'd be awesome. But oh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I have a, a unique situation where even though I am working full time and, um, and doing this, my husband, he has his own career, you know, and, and he's got a great career. He makes a good living. Um, he's a logistics officer in the army. And so if worse comes to worse, if everything falls apart, like we'll be okay. You know, I don't have to work. Work is, is definitely a luxury for me. And it's something that I never want to take for granted. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to keep doing my thing and see where it, it takes me. I can absolutely one day see, you know, some, some styled brand. This is the, you know, the Woodhouse collection. <laughs> That'd be uh, awesome. At, at, at Home Depot or Pottery Barn or something, I would, I, I'm, I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now. Sign me up. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Well, we, what we like to do is uh, to end every show with just asking, uh, asking, we, we forgot to prep you for this, but uh, asking for some advice. So if you were, if you're to give some advice either to yourself when you're first starting out or just to new folks and maybe things that you talked about at WorkbenchCon with people starting out, you know, what would be one piece of advice, uh, whether it's business, personal, you know, whatever, something that you think would really help folks out or that would have helped you out when you got started? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, do good work. Uh, don't be an a-hole. <laughs> provide <laughs> provide real value. Um, give credit where it's due. Be a rising tide. You know, lift other people up. Build community. Um, always be grateful. Uh, what's that Einstein quote? And I'm sure I'm paraphrasing this, but it's something um, like strive not to be a success, but to be of value. And the funny thing is, is that if you're of value, you'll be successful. Um, so yeah, just say yes, then jump, bust your butt, <laughs> figure it out on the way down and get it done. That you just like ripped off like uh, 72 books. I, like <laughs> I'm over here God's, right my hand yeah. off. <laughs> I, I love how you just, you were just like, I was like one piece of advice. You were like, like here's like the whole, the whole key to success. Yes. That is, that is awesome. <laughs> I love it. I like consummate professional consummate. Per- it's just all right off the top of her head. She's just like, love it. Love it. Uh, cool. Jeb. Well, babe, it was so great having you on the show and having you share a little bit about your story and, uh, I know the audience is going to get some great value out of some of your your tips and just how you do your work because because uh, you are uh, at the top of your game and we really enjoy your your content and seeing what you do for the the community as well. Thanks, thanks so much for having me, guys. It was so much fun. Yeah, thank, absolutely. Thank you. This has been a blast. All right, guys. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll catch you guys later. <laughs> John, painting a wall. For a thumbnail. That is so savage. <laughs> yeah, her attention to detail has my mind literally blown. I'm over here swimming. She is an absolute beast. That was a blast. Yeah, so hopefully you guys took away some great things from that and just uh, what it takes to really go the extra mile and do the legwork. So thank you so much for tuning into the show. Uh, this is our new outro. We're going to have this live from now on. But make sure you check out the show notes at madeforprofit.com forward slash Episode 45, we'll have links in there to Pine and Maine as well as Spruced along with Jen's website. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Made for Profit to keep up with what we're doing on the daily. You can drop us questions over there and get engaged with the MFP tribe. Absolutely, man. Let's go rock this after show and talk with the patrons, bud. Let's drop some knowledge. <laughs>